Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio, where we're on a mission to help millennials get intentional in life, business, and career with practical advice and real stories of living with intention, the good, the bad, and lots of the ugly. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to flip your perspective on what's possible with the help of the amazing intention getters I get to have as guests. Join my community on Instagram, at Jessica Thiefels, so we can keep these conversations going while supporting one another to stay intentional every day. And finally, if you love this podcast, please subscribe, share, and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Welcome again. I want you to say hello to today's guest, Michelle Winterstein. She's a brand designer and entrepreneur who I actually connected with in San Diego. And she's always up to super cool stuff. Just check her out on Instagram and you'll see she just got a new puppy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And she's also a fellow global traveler. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being on Mindset Reset Radio. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to reconnect with you. I feel like it's been too long. I know. Isn't that always how it goes? And especially with COVID, I'm not seeing you at like random events and networking groups and (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) chance to connect. But I'm so excited to have you here today because I want to talk about travel. But first, tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. So I'm a brand designer, which means I help small business owners and first-time entrepreneurs create the visual identity for their business, starting with research in the define phase. It's kind of a four-part process, define, design, build, and grow. We work together to do a deep dive on their mission, vision, ideal client avatar, and create all the visual assets to represent their brand beautifully in the online space and in real life. And yeah, I've been doing that since 2014. I actually started between my junior and senior year of college doing just graphic design and then really niched down to brand design probably in the last two or so years. Amazing. That's yeah. And you're, you can tell that you're a designer in every single, <laughs> every single thing that I see. You have such a clear vision. I love that about your work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm a big color lover and I love the color yellow specifically. So my feed and my social media marketing is very bright and poppy. Uh, I think if anybody's into like a moody or monochrome aesthetic, they're probably super turned off. But for (laughs) me, I just like having fun and like making people happy and being bright and fun and colorful and and, uh, helpful is a big part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's bring in the travel element. So you were running your business while you were traveling and is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I did a study abroad in college and I was obsessed with traveling. I actually could even go back a little bit farther in high school. My family went on a Europe trip and I remember being in Italy, watching the study abroad students, like sketching architecture sketches. And I looked at my family and said, that's going to be me. So I sought out my university based on who had the best study abroad program. So the university of San Diego is actually one of the top ranked schools for study abroad and something like over 80% of their students study abroad during their four years at USD. So I knew that was definitely what I wanted to do. And I studied abroad twice, both times in Italy. I did like an intercession course for my science credit called the science of food and cooking in Italy, uh, twist my arm. And then I did a semester in Rome and was super, super obsessed with the lifestyle. I love just being in a new place. I love languages and food and culture and history and art. And it just was such a 
rich experience being somewhere different than Southern California, which doesn't have a very rich history, I guess, um, or at least not a very uh, long history. So I knew I wanted to incorporate travel into my lifestyle somehow. When I graduated, I lived in Solana Beach for about a year and a half and really just had this like travel bug bit so hard. And I had this just hankering to go out and experience something new and ended up going on a Europe trip with a friend of mine. And challenged myself like, hey, can I work and travel at the same time? I want to see if I can do this. And the beautiful thing about being in Europe, if you're, most of your clients are in California, is that uh, they're asleep for the whole first <laughs> half of the day. And they don't wake up until about like 3 p.m. when you're in Italy. So that worked out beautifully because I got to go explore during the day and then work in the afternoons and evenings. And that got me super hooked. I came back to Solana Beach uh, that spring and then decided, you know what, like, I really want to go travel. I have a job where I work for myself. Why would I limit myself to one spot? And then I spent the last two and a half years from this point, two and a half years back, I've been traveling, uh, 52 countries, two and a half years. I was abroad 189 days last year alone. So I definitely got my, my fix of traveling. That's for sure. Seriously, that's amazing. How many countries? I wish I could. I need to like get those numbers memorized of how many countries we visited too, because I feel like it would sound, it makes you sound cool. (laughs) A lot of those, I mean, not even a lot. I'd say maybe like 20% of those I've done with my family. So my family are pretty avid travelers, but we go on cruises. Well, not anymore post COVID, but my family was big fans of cruises and cruises is definitely um, a great way to see a lot of different places, but you don't really get to see anywhere in depth. So when I was traveling by myself, I was really interested in staying in one spot for six to eight weeks. I'm going to Costa Rica, to Cape Town, to Croatia, to Lisbon and Portugal, and like really settling in um, Belgium last year a lot and kind of figuring out like, okay, what does day-to-day life look like here? And can I have a favorite coffee shop and a yoga studio or Bali, right? Where we both went Um, and getting into a routine. It's so nice. And it also makes you really appreciate all the good stuff you've got going on where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly the mindset we took when we were traveling as well was like, how can we like feel and live like locals and just like have our routine for us. Like we had our coffee shops, like you, we Mm -hmm. had um, our gym that we went to that we would buy membership, which it's fun living that way and living that way in different places because it's fascinating to see how similar things are Mm -hmm. different, both in price and in like the way it works. Like Mm -hmm. gyms, the array of gyms that we went to and how different they were. Like Asia had so many amazing gyms. Whereas like Europe really didn't have a lot of great gyms, a lot of the places that we were at, which was sort of surprising. Oh, Um, I distinctly remember walking through a grocery store in Belgium last year in leggings and a tank top, like Lululemon leggings, tank top, like AKA Southern California uniform. I have never felt more naked in a public space. Like you would have thought I walked in there with no clothes on whatsoever. I was getting looked up and down being like, what the, as if I was in my underwear in the grocery store. And it was the most bizarre feeling because like you were saying, it's just not part of that culture to be like so pro pro fitness or even, I don't know, maybe people in Southern California, we take it for granted, but it is kind of perceived as like lazy to not change back into your street clothes after you work out. But in in Southeast Asia, it was the opposite. (laughs) Southeast Asia, it was like shoes. Who, what are shoes? You know, it's like you could wear a bathing suit into a full restaurant and nobody would blink like bat an eyelash. So funny. 
Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like an anything goes in Southeast Asia with like mm-hmm. everything, including driving. We rented motorbikes for most locations in Southeast Asia. And that, I mean, oh my, you just have, you like feel like you're in a video game. There's just uh-huh. no structure. Or construction. I was walking around being like, what the heck? I was like, where's OSHA? <laughs> like yeah. you guys are pouring concrete and like using a uh, jackhammer in flip flops with no protective gear. I was like, what the heck? It's so hilarious. Um, but it's also what makes these places great. It's, it's just so different. Yeah. And it gives you, again, like such an appreciation and a, a better understanding of what your, your norms are or what you perceive to be normal. Yeah, yeah, so true. And I find myself yearning as, you know, being in COVID and, and looking back this time last year, we were traveling. We had left, I think, April 10th. And it's funny, I'm like yearning for the places that I... I thought I didn't like, like, mm-hmm. or, or the places that I struggle the most. Like I'm really craving Vietnam for some reason these days. And I, we yeah. struggle in Vietnam so hard. Like Asia in general is challenging, but have, have, remind me, did you go to Vietnam? Mm-mm. I was supposed to, it was on my plan. So, so this time last year, February, I went to Bali, March, I did Thailand. And then yeah. April, I was planning to go to Vietnam. And then I met somebody and changed my plans. <laughs> Oh yeah. So nice. I got kind of rerouted and ended up in uh Belgium slash the Netherlands and made like kind of a joke of it on social being like, wow, Vietnam looks very different than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. It's kind of some of those things that you have freedom when you work for yourself and mm-hmm. can kind of change your plans at the drop of a hat. It's not I crave freedom more than anything. Same. Uh, that's what feels most stifling right now is like not being able to go where you want to go or visit where you want to visit, eat where you want to eat. Like it's just kind of feels a little bit confining, especially coming from that lifestyle. But then I have to think on the other hand, like I've been working remotely for six years. Like not, my day to day has not changed. Mm-hmm. Much. It's just, I can't just go wherever I want. It's the only, <laughs> it's the only change of criteria. Yeah. My workflow and my routine and my habits are all pretty much the same. So I have to be thankful for that as well. Of course, of course. And we're allowed to be disappointed and bummed out and also be grateful for what we have. We can mm-hmm. we can feel all those things and we should, and probably most of us are. So, mm-hmm. well, that's the perfect way to transition into what I wanted to talk to you about today, the meat of this episode. Um, because we can't travel, um, we can't be doing those, going those places we want to go or checking things off our, you know, our bucket list. I want to talk about bringing that sort of like travel lifestyle, travel mindset into our everyday life. Because for me, it's the same thing as you, like that freedom of travel. When I left last year, I felt like I needed to just like put my arms out, take a deep breath and spin around and just like be in a new place. Like I was so mm-hmm. desperate for getting out and seeing new things and not being tied down. And now obviously that's complete opposite, but there are ways we can bring not just like the experiences and the memories, but things that we learned and like mindset shifts we made totally through our everyday life. So what comes, what comes to mind first when we, when we start talking about that? Food, mm-hmm. far and away food. I am a foodie at heart. And I, when I travel, I get into this slippery slope of I'm, I'm not trying to go to every gym. I'm trying to eat at every restaurant. Like that is my, that is my travel priority. Like I want to eat the most local food that I can and the most um, out of the box, can't get it anywhere else kind of food that I can. So one of my favorite things to do is just walk into the restaurant 
And we did this during uh, Nippy Day, which is the day in Bali of no electricity. So they have a holiday where for 24 hours, you're not allowed to use any electricity at all. And they do a whole carnival in the street and it's a parade. But then there's this whole period of 24 hours where you're supposed to stay in your house and not use any lights, any electronics, nothing. So we uh, were starving and staying in a hotel and we walked down to this kind of to the street where the parade was happening and most of the restaurants were closed, but we noticed this family was in there eating food. And we walked in and said, uh, here's all the money we have to spend. Cook us what you think we should eat. Oh. And one of the coolest meals, right? I felt like Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Like I want to eat whatever is the, yeah. the thing that somebody wants to pour their heart and soul into and serve. Because that's where I get a lot of my creative inspiration as well. Like as a designer, you kind of, creativity is not a light switch. You can't just turn it on and turn it off. It kind of is this, it comes and goes in waves, right? So there's some days you feel super creative and some days where your tank is empty. And for me, if I'm ever running on, on low or my tank is empty, I always turn to some kind of like adventure and it's usually probably food related because there's so much creativity and all these different elements coming together. And there's, I think, a story to be told and an experience to be had of sharing a really, really good, well thought out meal. My family gives me um, crap all the time because I will be that person that takes an extra 30, 40 minutes to make a really good breakfast if I'm in a bad mood. Whereas they'll just like grab the first power bar off the counter, you know? Um, but food for me definitely makes me feel like I can transport myself somewhere else. Totally. So how do you, so then, so just like making a big meal at home, are you like one to find a cool new recipe online or cook things yeah. eat while you were traveling? Yeah, I usually get like pretty strong hankerings for something. So I, this weekend, am really craving like fresh pasta. So I want to try making fresh pasta. Ooh. And last weekend, my, my whole family's home because of the coronavirus, etc. And last weekend we had, <laughs> I'm one of five girls. So there's seven of us and four dogs now. So it's still a party. Um, but last weekend we had what we called like fifth grade pool party where we had pizza, chips, soda, M&Ms, like stuff that we usually never have in the house. And we all stayed outside all weekend, blasted music, like swim in the pool, the whole thing. This weekend, I'm proposing Italian coast theme. Mm. And I want to have, I want to make Aperol spritz. I've been big into like bartending and barista skills this, this quarantine as well. That goes with the food theme. But yeah, I want to do like a, I want to feel like I'm out on a terrace in, in Chiquitera and just looking out at the ocean is going to be the vibe. So we'll see if we can pull it off. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I'm going to need to steal your theme. <laughs> I'm Please. dying for an Aperol spritz. The amount of right? spritzes I drank in Europe this past summer is outrageous. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so good. Awesome. You know what? I would have never thought of that. And I love that how it's because that's such an easy thing that we can bring into our life that we get mm -hmm. when we travel. And it forces us also, I feel like it's so easy to fall into a, such a boring food routine. And yes. I feel like it forces you to really think outside the box, which is what you would have to do if you were traveling. Like in Asia, you really have to think outside the box because totally. <laughs> you can't totally. menu most of the time. At least I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was even thinking back to being in Bali, specifically Chenggu, how amazing the avocado toast was. I'm an avocado toast freak. So I've finally, during quarantine, mastered the poached egg. And I figured out the best, my best combination of avocado toast. And I made it for me and my sister this morning for breakfast. <laughs> but it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like, it kind of takes you out of your head. It's a good creative distraction. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm really dying to make some ceviche mm. soon. That's on my list. But it does, it kind of transports you and it pulls you out of it. And if you go 
like whole hog with it and also come up with like a playlist and like a dessert menu and a cocktail menu. Like you can have a lot of fun just kind of from within your house, I think. Yeah. I feel like that also brings in the piece that I was thinking that I try to bring into my life, which is sort of like the fun and lightness of travel. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about that, like I think about when we're in our Airbnbs, like um, when we first got to San Sebastian and we had actually just been on an 11 hour overnight, it left at 1.50 in the morning from Paris, um, bus to San mm-hmm. Sebastian. The only mm-hmm. reason we were doing that was because the train workers were on strike and it was literally yeah, yeah. impossible to find any other mode of transportation. But when we got to our Airbnb, like we put on fun music and we went out to the store and got stuff for sangria and like some local snacks. And there was just like, regardless of this total mishap that we weren't anticipating having to take this overnight 11 hour and it was like a smelly bus. It was not comfortable. Like there was still just this lightness and this ease to how we felt. And I feel like that's such a key thing to bring into life, especially right now when COVID can just feel so heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got uh, stories like that from here to tomorrow of like, yeah. and when you're in those travel scenarios, you kind of just have to throw up your hands and be like, well, here's what it is. And until it's different, I'm just going to have to sit with it. And that is such a valuable lesson mindset wise. Mm-hmm. I have a great story of this Bali trying to get to Gilly T, the islands, to meet my <laughs> friends. Yep. I had, I had design live. I think I was interviewing you actually. I think it was oh, the day yeah. that I interviewed you when I was in Bali on my Instagram live show. Yeah. And my friends were going to Gilly T in the morning and I was like, it's fine. I'll just take the later ferry because I've got this thing and I want to get some work done and I'll meet you guys later. And so I went to go eat on this ferry by myself. And of course, like the port that I had listed was shut down. And then the port that I needed to get on was all the way across the island, but they weren't doing, they weren't doing the speedboats anymore. So oh. I had to get on this commuter boat. And then I was on the back of some random guy's scooter, whatever. I get on the ferry. The ferry breaks down. Oh my God. I was on the ferry for nine (gasps) hours. No. Nine. Nine hours. And it was sketchy AF because when I got off the ferry onto the island that needed to go to another private boat to get to Gilly T because it was just, it was, I had to go to Lombok. And when I was on Lombok, it's pitch black. We pull into a shipping yard. I'm the only person getting off on foot. (gasps) <gasps> Everyone else is getting off on cars. There's chickens, there's cows, there's, it's just absolute chaos. It's pitch black. I stick out like a sore thumb. I was the only blonde white girl on the entire oh. boat of like 500 people. And I was like, mm, cool, cool, cool. With my giant backpack and my hat <laughs> and like dead phone and the whole thing. I was like, okay, I am super alone. Like I feel really vulnerable. And if my mom knew this, she would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I had to basically walk up to somebody who had my name written on the back of a receipt. Oh my God. Holding it up. And was like, come with me, come in my car. And I was like, guess we're doing this. And so then I got in the back of their van and I was like, can I use your phone charger? And I was charging my phone, texting my friends, the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to drive you to my friends and they're going to take your the speedboat over to drop you off on Goey T. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, it's like 11 PM. And I was like, mm-hmm. so we're driving in the dark, pitch black on this like country road, middle of nowhere. And I'm just like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, get there. Then we have to wait. And then it's like these three young Indonesian guys who were definitely going to Gilly T to party. Yeah. And I was like, yep, just trying to meet up with my friends. And like, I got on their tiny ass private speedboat and I was like, you guys could probably take me anywhere. And they took me all the way to the island, dropped me off to my friends. Oh my God. 
And it was one of those things where as soon as I saw my friends, I was just like laughing. I was just laughing because I was like, you guys have no idea (laughs) the struggles (laughs) that it took to get here. And I should have just gone with you in the morning. But it was one of those really humbling experiences because I mean, I think growing up in Southern California and like reasonably so like we grow up with like a severe stranger danger, Mm -hmm. severe. And growing up, there were two girls who were like really brutally kidnapped and murdered, like in my neighborhood. So when I was in, when I was eight years old and then also when I was 17. So that, I think, I mean, that put the fear of, of anyone other than my family into me hardcore and understandably and my parents as well. So traveling abroad, was like a whole thing because mm-hmm. you have to trust strangers in a way. Like, of course, don't put yourself in danger. And like, sh- should I have not put myself in that scenario? Probably. But like, there are good people still, you know, it's, it's, it's a very weird balance. It's a weird paradox of like, be in charge of your personal safety, but also don't assume that everyone is out to get you. Maybe that's like a young perspective. Maybe that's super naive, but I found time and time again, that people were way more helpful than I ever would have given them credit had I not traveled abroad. Yep. Yes. I totally agree. There, I feel like there are so many situations where, Granted, I was with Ben, so I wasn't just by myself, but there were so many situations where we're like, well, this could be the end right here. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't know if this person's actually going to do what they said they're going to do. Like, let's see. And it was always okay. But the, I love that story. And I love that, like, think of how you could have like been freaking the F out the whole time. And it's like, how can you bring that calm into your life now? How that trusting of whatever it is, yourself, your clients, the people around you, like that's such a huge, huge, huge lesson. I feel like from traveling that is so completely. And there was a guy on that ferry who I was sitting next to who like looked like the Indonesian version of Steve Urkel. It's like kind of how I describe him (laughs) who was trying to communicate with me so hard. And usually with people that I don't know, like I'm that person on an airplane, like put my headphones in, don't talk to me. Yeah. But he was, uh, my phone was dead. And I was like, "Mm, do you have a phone charger? And I'm trying to figure out how do I communicate this? And so I'm pointing at my phone and doing the whole like sign language of like phone charger. And turns out you have to buy a voucher to use the phone chargers that they keep behind this old snack bar that doesn't have any snacks in it anymore. But you have to use, instead of money as a coin, you had to use a piece of cardboard as currency. And I was like, what? And so I'm looking at the, the Steve Urkel guy and I'm like, how do I charge the phone? And he went and organized the whole thing for me and brought me a coffee. Aww. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he was typing into Google Translate and we were communicating with each other and he was telling me he's a professor and all this stuff. And then he got my email and he emailed me like 80 times, but we'll just ignore that part. <laughs> um, but he was like, he was my little like travel angel that was helping me out. And it's just one of those things of when you are stuck or you are feeling vulnerable and, and, and asking for help. And again, like not assuming that everybody's out to get you is just it definitely trickles over to work and to creativity and to networking and to just having a little bit of humility of like, I don't have all the answers and I do need help. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I, I can, I a hundred percent agree because so often also, I mean, in life in business in networking, we're scared to ask for that help. Like we're, mm-hmm. I don't know, we're scared of someone saying no, we're, we're scared of, I don't know, maybe they're going to laugh at us. And I love mm-hmm. the idea of like, Sometimes we just need support. Like if you're, if you're stuck on a boat for nine hours, like you got to ask for help. And at the end of the day, that's probably what is, you know, a key piece in surviving that situation. So asking for help, like another really awesome nugget from travel. I love that. 
Totally, totally. And it, it surprises you. I think, yeah, just, just looking for the, the good and the kindness in other people, it could have been very easy for me to slip into like panic mode completely. Yeah. But panicking, especially when you're traveling, I think draws more attention to yourself. And then you become more of a personal safety liability. Like it's much better to pretend like you know where the heck that you're going instead of having your phone out late at night by yourself looking like you're lost. Oh, yeah. um, so there's that, there's that fine line between like uh, fake it till you make it. And then also like knowing how and when to ask for the right kind of help. Yeah, I totally agree. Amazing. So, okay. So what do we have? We have having fun with food in terms of bringing travel into our COVID lives. So having fun with food, mm -hmm. uh, finding maybe calm during a crazy experience mm -hmm. um, or a stressful time, asking for help, not being scared to ask for help. I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no, or they're going to ignore you. And just ask someone else. Um, right. Can, what would be maybe, do you have one more that you feel you really notice you've brought into your life from travel before we wrap up? Yeah, I think uh, looking at things in new context, like not trying to, to blame the fact that I couldn't do something on not having the right tools. Hmm. So, so when you're traveling and you're working with limited resources, like when I was in Southeast Asia for three months, I had just my backpack. Um, full of clothes and that was it. So you end up looking at the same bathing suit six or seven times, right? Yeah. Or the same clothing and then also letting go of stuff when it's worn out. Like you can't, you don't have the room to have too much attachments to things, I think. So that's really helpful. It's made me reconsider like my closet and like a lot of the junk that I had left at my parents' house. Um, and also being in charge of my own creativity and, and trying to take my own photos and trying to repurpose things that I already had and reconsider how I can do things and optimize things better instead of getting so discouraged of like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go meet with Angela. I'm my brand photographer. I can't go to networking groups. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to do to fill those holes? Mm. How can I, how can I use what I've got to kind of remix, restructure, repurpose existing things in a way that's going to still make sense and start to fill, although it won't fill completely, fill the gaps of the things that I know that I'm, I'm missing. So that's been helpful as well. I've started taking my own photos with like my tripod, selfie stick tripod in my room, which is hilarious. Or just taking breaks too. Like I think when you travel a lot, you're kind of always like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And you get really distracted by what's coming up that it, you forget to like just chill. And uh, getting a puppy recently has been a very forced chill because he's yeah. on a schedule and he has to go out at certain times of night and he... Yeah, I'm very much at the mercy of, of him, which is great because it's forcing me to step away from my computer. Otherwise, I fall into a work rabbit hole where there's no pulling me out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just get so deep and so much screen time. And that's something I really wanted to change this year anyway. So it's kind of a forced, a forced way of doing that. That's great. Well, that works out perfectly. Look how resourceful you were getting a mm -hmm. dog to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing all that today. Um, I know I would love to just like nerd out on all the places we went to, but I feel like right? I'm too sad right now. So, <laughs> so yeah. I all your tips for bringing travel home with us and sort of those travel lessons in mindset because soon we will be able to travel again. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also looking forward to um, appreciating 
where I'm from. I think Mm -hmm. traveling, I kind of had the same feeling you did where you were like, I need to go out. I need to see something new. I work for myself. There's no reason I should be tied down. And then you, I don't know, for me, I remember Southern California is a pretty good place to be from. I grew up here. I was born here. So uh, I'm having a whole renaissance for Southern California (laughs) personally. Fun. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm back in the place where I was also born and raised Mm -hmm. Burlington, Vermont. And that's been fascinating. Like looking around and feeling like, I feel like I'm seeing the place that I lived in for 23 years, like with a new set of eyes. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating and really interesting, especially after like, um, a good girlfriend of mine, probably like the second or third day we were back in Burlington, I was just having such a wonky day, just fell off. And I couldn't really like pinpoint why I was feeling so weird. And she was like, dude, you literally, this is the first time you've settled down in 12 months. Like, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to feel a little strange as you get back into just like a normal life routine and not bouncing around or knowing, you know, knowing that you don't have anything coming up. So yeah, I, I get that totally. It's um, a big adjustment, especially yeah. for the personality type that's constantly chasing that adventure high. Like I know that both you and I are. Um, so it's about kind of refocusing that energy into something else. Like how can I do turn that in towards my business or my relationships or my health habits? Like there's so much other, there's other spaces where you can redirect that energy, I think. Mm, um, yeah. So it, that's a big part of it for me as well, because there is kind of this big unknown question mark. Um, but I'd much rather everybody stay safe and healthy and home than put other people at risk. So give up to get. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, I actually realized I didn't prep you for this question. So listeners, (laughs) normally when you have a podcast guest, sometimes there are questions you prep them with. So I'll just explain it to you. It's, it's not very difficult, but so I like to ask all my guests, what's your current intention getter story? So what are you currently getting intentional about in your life? Ooh, great one. Yeah, that does take a little bit of thinking, huh? Here I'm thinking you're going to ask, what, what books are you reading? What podcasts do you listen to? I've got, no, got no, those no, ones no. rattled off. No, um, intention getter. Uh, wow. Intentional with my time. Yeah. Being okay. really, really intentional with my time and realizing that time is the, like our most precious asset. Mm. Um, so whether that's time with family or time with friends via Zoom or mm. FaceTime or time just chilling with my dog and just not feeling like I have to be going a million miles an hour. I think there's in your mid late twenties, there's kind of this feeling of like, now's the time to hustle and grind and blah, blah. And like, all of that's great and guaranteed that's in my social media copies about the hustle. (laughs) But there's really, um, the whole reason I started working for myself in the first place was to have balance, to not be on somebody else's hustle, but to have it be come from me. And as like a very type A person, I push myself really hard. So giving myself grace and being intentional with my time. Like if I'm going to sit down and work, I'm going to work. And if I'm going to go play with my dog, I'm going to play. I'm not going to try to do the other while doing the thing that I was intending to do. Yes. I love that. So, I mean, that just helps you get so present in the moment to just focus on what you want to be doing when you want to be doing it and stop getting out of that multitasking, have to have 10 browsers open in my brain at all times mindset. (laughs) Exactly. And it's easy to do. And it's, it's kind of the culture also. Mm -hmm. So it feels kind of counterculture to say like yesterday when I was in a terrible mood, I'm not looking at my computer for the rest of the day. It's 2 PM. Like that was felt very rebellious in a way of like, 
no, I want to watch Forrest Gump with my family and cuddle my dog. That just felt very weird, but also awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Yes. That's definitely something during quarantine that I feel like we can all embrace is like everyone's moving slower now. Everyone is taking more time for themselves. So why do you have to be the one person who's hustling, hustling, hustling when you could still get it done? We ain't got anywhere to go. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. all day and night to work, you know, take a little extra time for yourself. So completely perfect. I love that. Tell our listeners where they can connect with you, where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. So I am everywhere on every social platform at mkwcreative.co. That is my website as well. Um, Like we said at the top of this, I'm a brand designer. I also have two Facebook groups. The first Facebook group is Kiss My Aesthetic, which is branding, marketing, used to be travel. Might have to strike that from the description. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, it's a community builder for creatives. And right now, I'm hosting a portfolio challenge called Kiss My Portfolio, where I'm giving out prompts to help designers uh, basically make a case study project. So that'll be a lot of fun because I think it'll be cool. I have like 270 something, something people signed up. Hell yeah. 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 Today's the second day. So that's really exciting. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to host that challenge like a few times throughout the year. And ideally it would be on to benefit a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm headed with it, but I need this first one to kick off and go smoothly. Um, yeah. So that's Kiss My Aesthetic. That's my favorite corner of the internet. The other group I have is called Kiss My Loops, and that is a TikTok marketing group. TikTok has been amazing for growing my business. And so I uh, have been helping other entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, grow their business with TikTok. Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Love I it. Think I love it. Yeah. yeah. Follow, follow along Michelle for a pop of color, for some mm-hmm. pictures, for some marketing tips, TikTok, everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, thank you so much for being here with us, Michelle. I so appreciate it. Yay. Thanks for having me. And everybody listening, thank you so much for coming again to listen in to Mindset Reset Radio. If you love what you're hearing, Please rate, review, and share with all the other intention getters in your life. And I will see you again or speak to you again, I guess, very soon.